Welcome back to the Beauty Brand Launchpad podcast. Guys, I'm super excited that you're here. I got to sit down with Abby Warther from Built with Balayage Academy. She's amazing at what she does, not only as an educator, but her skills, her technique with balayage. And we got to sit down and kind of chat about her her whole journey from getting into the beauty industry, becoming a hairstylist, you know, learning balayage, opening up her own salon, having her commissioned employees, to, to teaching them, and that leading into her online course. And she's been absolutely killing it. And she was actually able to kind of tell us and give us a kind of behind the scenes look about how she runs her online business and the things that she uses and how she's created a thriving online business teaching balayage. And it's, it's really, really inspiring. So I hope you're... I I don't hope, I know, you're gonna get a ton out of this episode and I can't wait to share it with you, so I'm not gonna hold you up any longer. Let's jump into this interview with Abby Warther. Welcome to the Beauty Brand Launchpad. I'm your host, Mark Kaiser, AKA Mr. Mags, and here we're diving deep with tangible tips, tricks, and mindsets to take your beauty business to the next level so you can stop trading your time for money and start building your future. Because I truly believe that once you've equipped yourself with the knowledge of what's possible for your beauty brand and the steps of how to get there, it's just a matter of finding the path that best aligns with you. So come join me as we go through this journey together and have this be the launch pad for the beauty business of your dreams. Welcome to the podcast. I've got Abby Warther with me. Abby, how's it going? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited because... Turns out you're just on the last day of your launch, which is really, really excited for your online course. How's that going? It's going really, really well. It's exceeding my expectations and it's been, it's just been great. And even just connecting with my audience has been so, so beneficial. I love it. That's awesome. So I would love to talk more about your online course, but before we do that, I think it would be beneficial just to tell us who you are, who you serve and, and things like that. Yeah. So I'm Abby and I am a hairstylist. So I've been in the industry for over 15 years now. And I've, I like to say I've done a little bit of everything. I have started out as a commissioned stylist. I then went independent and had my own salon suite. And then I decided to start renting out three suites and have commissioned salon employees out of three suites. Um, and then went off to purchase my own building and run my commission salon out of there. Did that successfully for many years and then decided to make the shift towards education. And I am a balayage specialist, hand-painted balayage specialist. I started teaching. I teach with a brand called Sunlight's Balayage and, um, through that, I decided I want to connect with my students on a different level and not just hands-on classes. And so from there, that started with a free Facebook group. And I started that about three years ago and that started to grow organically and rapidly. And I did that because I wanted to help them more. I knew what I taught was not just a one-day class. We call it a balayage journey. And so through that Facebook group, I had people reaching out to me and I started traveling nationally to teach and just doing it on my own. And I'm like, wow, this is something. And I want, I have three children. And so I wanted to not be traveling like crazy. It's great. It it makes you feel good, but you're also like, I want to be home and I want to create a business that works for me, but that can also impact more people than just a one-on-one basis, like in a one day class. So then I started to think about this online education stuff. And this was a good two 
two and a half years ago. So before all this stuff happened where everyone has had to go online and um, I started to put um, some freebies out, some, some downloadable things to start building up my email list. And that started happening. And then it just slowly started to lead to creating everything that I teach into this little package of an online academy. And so now I'm here and I launched that earlier this year and it's been a lot of hard work, but so rewarding, so rewarding for so many different reasons. That's amazing. It sounds like you've done so many things. Like you, you, you've been in the industry for a while. So you, you've done the salon thing. Do you have the commission employees? You've done the educating and it's yes. actually really similar to my wife. So my wife does eyelash extensions. Mm-hmm. And so she, she did the same thing. She, she was with a, a big name, uh, a big name brand traveling all over the U S and Canada training. She opened up her salon, but like you said, she just got exhausted just because it's hard to what being away from your family. And mm-hmm. she actually started getting a little bit of anxiety because mm-hmm. she'd have to travel alone. And she's, yes. she's just this tiny thing. She's like five foot hundred pounds. <laughs> and so she's like, she's yes. fiery, but still, she's still pretty small. And yeah. so she kind of went through that same progression of like, I got to do something different. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of why we gravitated towards these online courses for the reasons mm-hmm. that you said, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious as to with balayage, like I know there's different trends and different things like yeah. in the hair industry, like what, what made you gravitate towards that specifically? Yeah. Balayage. I just happened to start stumbling across it on Instagram before Instagram is anything that it is now, because I've been doing it for nine years. I started probably start to see it 10 years ago. And it, and honestly, in the beginning, it just intrigued me. It, it looked different. I'm always someone that's looking for something new and fresh and not like everyone else in my area. Um, so I just started looking at that and started teaching myself a little bit through trial and error. I started to, um, introduce it to my guests and they trusted me. And so they were like, okay, what's this? And and at that time, even a hairstylist did not know what balayage was and everyone says it wrong. And so my clients definitely didn't know that. But what I quickly learned was by being different, setting myself apart. I was growing something um, that nobody else was doing in my area. And I knew I had something there. I, I had a niche and I, I, I was different and unique. And then I started to train the stylist that worked for me they started to build their clientele and they didn't have experience behind the chair. They did not have a clientele. They started to set their themselves apart with balayage. So I quickly learned how balayage can grow your business in ways that you can never imagine. And um, I also knew I wanted to teach other hairstylists how to do what I did as well. Yeah. It kind of sounds like you were, you were figuring out the whole education thing and you being a teacher right off the bat, bat you're like, okay, let's figure this out. I'm going to teach myself. And then I'm going to start teaching the people under me. It seems like yes. it's just kind of a natural progression for you. Yes. Yes. I, I, earlier in my career, I, I instantly got put into the, um, educating my fellow hairstyles just on color theory. I'm very much a color, color geek. And so I already, and I took trainings on that, just basic presentation trainings. So I just always carried that with me. And, I always say that like, always, always be prepared for the opportunities that you don't know exist yet. Mm-hmm. So even if there's an opportunity in front of you, like I took some presentation classes, I didn't know what I was going to do with that back earlier in my career, but I did it because, and I'm so glad I did because now this opportunity to be an educator has come along and I was, I had something in my back pocket for that. So never say no to an opportunity, even if you don't really know how it's going to fit into your business model right now, because it very well could be beneficial down the line. 
would you say you're pretty intuitive with these things? Like you just kind of feel like, like I should go this direction. I should dabble in that. I do. Yes. Um, it's something that I actually say to my husband and he knows now. (laughs) So I just say, trust me, you know, I just, I have this gut instinct. My instinct is telling me to do X, Y, Z. And, and it's, I can't say it's just a random instinct. It comes from, I'm always paying attention and I listen more than I talk. Hmm. I listen to people. I pay attention to trends. I'm very fascinated by um, how marketing works and and sales and people and business and hairstylists. And and I'm just intrigued by all that. So I'm always watching and analyzing, even though I'm an educator and you see me and I have energy when I'm teaching and I'm doing all these things. I'm very much an introvert. I very much in my personal life, I'm the person that's just off in the corner hanging out with my friend. I'm not the life of the party. So that serves me well because I pay attention. And then that helps me tap into my instincts and be like, this is where I got to go with my business. And so far it has not served me wrong. Not that it's always gone right, but it has not served me wrong yet. <laughs> See, that's amazing. Yeah. Cause I feel like introverts kind of get a bad rap too. And they just think they're shy or whatever else like that, but you're using that as your superpower to, yes. to analyze people in the situation and serve them better. And so yes. with you not being extroverted, was that was that a hard transition for you to put yourself out there online and do these courses? It's, uh, it's always hard. It, uh, it, even if you are, whether you're extroverted or introverted, just putting yourself out there in general is difficult. And the reason I think is, at least for myself, is you get in your own head and, you know, that imposter syndrome, you hear that thrown around like left and right, but it's real. And you start to think and you start to self-doubt and think, who cares? Why would anyone want to learn from me? What have I done? That's so great. I'm just like, for me, I'm just this girl in small town, Ohio. I didn't go to work at a fancy salon or I don't have this mentorship from someone famous or something like that. Like, so it's hard to put yourself out there. And if you feel like that, if you're nervous to put yourself out there and you are having self-doubt, then you just have to think about your one-on-one connections with people. So did you help one person that day? Did you have a conversation that lifted up one person that you could potentially help down the road? Did you give someone a tip that's going to help get them to the next level with their career? And if you start focusing on the one-on-one people, then, then that self-doubt is going to go away. And I always say this to myself, when I feel that um, creeping in and I, I want, because I'm an introvert, I want to shut down and hold up and just be like, don't look at me. I'm, I'm done. Um, I force myself to do a Facebook live in my, in my group. I force myself to get on my Instagram stories, to put a post out there. Like I just put a post out there saying my biggest balayage mistakes. I called myself out and by doing so, I generated so many conversations, authentic conversations with my audience that it's like, okay, they're proving me wrong. Right. Yeah. So, so that's what I do. I push myself a lot. Yeah. That's amazing. Cause yeah, like you said, I think most people just natural instinct were like, Nope, I'm going to close up. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to back away from the situation. It's like the survival mechanism in our brain, but you're, you're like taking that fear head on and that's, that's well, scary. I always, I also say like, don't wait for someone else to give you permission to grow. Mm-hmm. Don't wait for someone else to give you that permission. Don't wait for someone else to tell you that you're good enough. That's why I am doing everything I'm doing because I worked at a salon. I wanted to become in a leadership position there and no one gave me that opportunity. I wanted to become an educator, but no one was knocking on my door. I had to go out and, and do that myself and create and build this brand myself. So don't wait for someone to tell you that you're good enough and that you're allowed to grow. Like you can create that own opportunity yourself. 
That's amazing. Yeah. That's so awesome. Cause I think you're right too often. We're just sitting back waiting. We're like, Oh, I wish, you know, I had these connections or I wish I had this opportunity and you mm-hmm. just, you just go out and get it yourself. You I do. love that. I you love have that. To. Yeah. That's amazing. So Thanks. I think, so I'm trying to think of where I want to go. Cause you talked about how like you show up on, on social media and stuff like that. And that was the first thing that popped out to me on your Instagram profile is like, you're, you're very front and center, which I think is huge for brands nowadays, especially if you're an educator, but also mm-hmm. your message is very clear and concise. It's all balayage. Like you don't sway, like everything no. is very, very clear. So yeah, I'm assuming this was very intentional with you, you know, the way you're showing up. Yes. I, I believe as an educator, you have to have a very specific niche. So my niche is balayage, but that balayage is a very noisy world. Like there's a lot of balayage educators out there. So what makes me different? And what makes me different is the people that I serve. I serve hairstylists that have been in the industry over 10 years that are feeling left behind. That's the majority. That's who I speak to. So I find that ideal, I don't want to say, I just, I want to say an ideal community. I don't want to exclude people, but I do have a specific community of hairstyles that have been in the industry for over 10 years. So I just think about that person. I speak to them. Now, do I get people into my programs that have been one or two years in? Of course, you're going to attract more people, but if you can keep it very clear, keep niche down, then you're going to have a very singular message. And then when in doubt, when that self-doubt's coming in, you're going to just think about talking to that one person. And then you know what to say. Like if you were standing in a room to that person, you would know exactly what to say to them about balayage or whatever. So when people go to my page, they see that I'm helping hairstylists balayage with confidence. Like that's clear as day. I'm not going to teach you. So you're going to know you're not going to come in and learn all the flashy Instagram worthy videos um, from me. No, you're not going to get that. You're going to learn true, simple techniques because I want you to feel confident with your balayage. And the way that I got to that, I didn't just come out of that out of thin air. When I, before I even created my course, I put a message out to my a private Facebook group. My It's a free one. And I said, hey, I'm creating something for you, but I want to talk to some of you and ask you some questions on where you're at in your business. So I got on the phone and I talked with probably 10 hairstylists for an hour each. I recorded all of these conversations. And I, again, I listened. I listened to them. And so those are the people that were already in my group, already in my community. So I already knew I was attracting those types of stylists. And you'll find that they're all saying the same things. So I take the things that they say, I listen, and then I create my trainings based off of what they need, what not what I think they need. That's so powerful. Yeah. That's one of the things that we actually talk about with our students is because I feel like there's this idea where they're like, okay, I'm going to do an online course and this is what I want it to be about. And then they just go for it. But mm-hmm. the, but like you said, we're like, no, survey them, ask them questions. What are they struggling with? Like, is this actually something that's a problem for them? Right. Because as a course creator, you're just here to solve problems. It's not here. Yes. No one wants to buy your course. No one cares about you. They just care about you solving their problems and how you can help them. Right. And so I love yes. that was the first thing you did. Cause I feel like it's kind of the opposite of what people do most of the time. Mm-hmm. Now, you're not always going to hit it on the mark the first time. So like I start there and then as you start to work with these people more, you're going to learn in even more detail what their problems are, because sometimes people don't know what their problem is. Right. 
So you got to start there and at least put the initial out and then you can always tweak and improve down the line. That's amazing. Yeah. And I love how your, your whole thing is uh, expert, uh, beauty hairstylists that have been in the industry for at least 10 years and they're struggling because that was the first thing I noticed. And I love that's the first thing on your sales page. It's like, this is for you. If you've been in the industry for this long and you've been struggling, that was the first thing that jumped out at me. Mm-hmm. I was just like, ah, Abby, like I'm, <laughs> I'm crying because like, this is so perfect because like oh, it, it makes it so clear. Like, is this for me or not? Like I, yeah. that's always in people's, the back of people's mind. And that's the first thing you tackle. And, and you're like, you, this is you for also, you. you also need to say who you're not for, you know, I'm not for the stylist that wants all the trendy, flashy, crazy stuff and, and wants to become Insta famous. I'm not for yeah. you. I'm mm-hmm. for the stylist who wants to build a life and build a business that they love. So it's more about like the principles of it, not what's hot and trendy and right. building off of that. Yeah. I exactly. love that. I yes. love that. So my question is, I, I wrote down here is I wanted to ask you because you, you kind of hit on it as well. Like it's, it's a saturated market in balayage mm-hmm. and hair in general. Like it's been around for a long time. So what would you say to the people who are like, I want to, I want to expand. I want to possibly do an online course myself, but I feel like it's oversaturated. How do I stand out? Do you have any words mm-hmm. of advice? Yeah, I actually think it's to my advantage. So I use that to my advantage and that's what mm-hmm. I teach. And that's how I attract new people into my programs that I say, balayage is a noisy world. There's a lot of things out there and you can get on Instagram or YouTube and see a million different ways to paint hair with different results. And you are now overwhelmed. So I want to end that overwhelm for you. And I'm going to teach you my simple step-by-step techniques to get you the balayage results that you want. So what I'm doing is I'm using that noisy balayage world to my advantage because that is my teaching style. That's the feedback. And again, I'm listening, the feedback I have from my students that like, Abby just breaks it down so well. Abby really keeps it easy to understand. And I get wins after every single video lesson that I watch. And so I use that to my advantage. So that's, that's what amazing. I would say to that. <laughs> so I, I love the concept of giving them a win after every single video. And yes. that seems like it could be hard to do, especially from like when you're trying to come up with your course and things like that. Like, do you have a process of going about that or was it just intuition I think, again? I think it's just experience. Um, because I've, I taught for five years in person on the road, I learned um, what would hold people back and the little tweaks that they would have to make in their techniques in order to move on to the next. Because I find, and it could be for anything in the, in the beauty business where students want to just blow through to the end result. Right. But if they don't take the little steps to build on to get to that end result, they're going to be frustrated. So, um, so I no, I don't have a technique for that. But it's again goes just just listening, paying attention, and not just pushing education on my students and really giving them broken down step by step. Because I know if they learn this, then we can learn this, and then we can learn that. And if there's something you believe that sh- they need to know in order to have sex- success with the next lesson, then that's going to be your win in that lesson. That's awesome. I love that so much. So I would love to hear, like, when did you decide like, Hey, I need to take this online. Like what was kind of that like pushing moment for you when you're like, okay, this is, this is time to do this. Was there a moment there? It was like just a lot of little moments. It started with the Facebook group and seeing how I would go. I go live every week in the Facebook group for free. And, um, 
just seeing how I was being able to get results for people with free trainings through a Facebook live. So that was the start of it. And then I love to just educate myself. So I was listening to every podcast imaginable and I wish your podcast would have been around back then. (laughs) I would have soaked it all up. Um, And so I started listening to podcasts on online course creation. And, And honestly, I, I wasn't, I didn't go to those podcasts to learn about online course education. I happened to stumble across them for whatever reason. And I remember telling my husband, I've been listening to these podcasts about an on, like online courses. And I don't know why, but I know I need to keep listening. I remember that having that conversation with him. So it was another gut instinct thing. that I'm like, there's something here for me. And I don't know what yet, but I probably listened for six months before it hit me over the head just make what you teach an online course. I don't know why it took me so long, but um, I was again, intrigued. It all starts out by intrigue. Yeah. So were you, were you thinking of doing like other online courses outside of what you were doing with your Facebook then just trying to come up with ideas? No, I knew. It, you just it, knew. I, I was, I was locked in <laughs> balayage all the way. Yeah. That's I knew, awesome. Because, because I had had the results myself and I, I knew I could teach my stylist in the salon and all the teaching I was doing on the road, I just knew that that was it. But I wanted to take my teachings and I, I found a disconnect. It's like, you have to find that bridge for people. So I found a disconnect. They were learning balayage, but they didn't know how to build their business with balayage. Mm-hmm. So that's where my course came from. Cause it's called built with balayage. So I teach you how to paint hair and then how to build your business with balayage. So I connect that bridge that's missing in the hands-on classes. That's amazing. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's the, that's the cool thing I'm seeing with these online courses compared to in-person courses. Cause with in-person, I I'm assuming this is probably similar for hair too, but it's usually one or two days mm-hmm. and um, you, you really don't have time to talk about business stuff. It's all just hands-on technique, do a model, whatever, try and cram as much in as possible. Yes. And then they're left feeling overwhelmed. Whereas yes. you can go deeper with online and <sighs> you can tackle more subjects and topics and really make sure that they're, they're mastering yes. it. And so I love that you're focusing on the business aspect because that's why they're learning balayage in the first place, right? That's why they're doing yeah. hair is to make yeah. money. It's not just for fun. And with, what I love about having an online course is they can go back and rewatch those videos. And aside from being just an in-person class, they can, um, those videos are zoomed in. There's detail in those videos that you're going to miss if you're sitting in the back of a room of a, of a hands-on class. Yeah. So See, I I love that you said that because I I think I would always laugh because we'd get people messaging mags. They're like, oh, I'm just really a hands-on learner. Like, I just don't feel like this would work. I'm like, this is, this is better than any. Oh yeah. I say that all the time. (laughs) And I I still teach in person. I just taught one this year, a one day full intensive hands-on class. And I will say upright to them, like, you can take my, my one day class, which costs almost as much as my six week course. Um, but this is better. You're going to learn so much more. Like I'm just honest with them. Like you can do that if you think that's how you're going to learn, but you, you need more, you yeah. need more. I love the, I love the lifetime access too. Cause it's, yeah. it's all about, yeah, I think it's less, it feels like less of a money grab too. Cause I feel like the yes. in-person trainings can kind of feel like that. You mm-hmm. can kind of turn into a number sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but this like you're there for their success. I feel like, and you can actually mm-hmm. give them that option without 
killing yourself than spending tons of hands on time. It's probably one of the biggest questions that I get, even though it's all over sales page. I talk about it all the time. Do I have lifetime access? I get that question a lot. I had that question this morning and it's like, yes, you do. Absolutely. You're in in for life. (laughs) That's so great. So, um, I think there was some coaching with your course as well. Is that, is that, how does that work exactly? So with my course, you get the six week, six modules, six weeks, pre-recorded trainings. You also get into the community Facebook group, the members only Facebook group. So you can, that sense of community I find with my audience, they really want that. But then Mm -hmm. we also do weekly live coaching calls. So it's group coaching. So they can all um, log in on the zoom with me and they can ask me questions in real time. They can turn on their camera if they want. I can watch them paint. Cause I say, if I can watch you paint for two seconds, I know what you need to do. And you'll walk a better away, a better painter in that call. Um, and that, that is really, it's just a bonus. It's a, a huge value add for them. And it really pushes it over the edge because online, I feel like if, people come in thinking, well, I'm just going to be doing this all alone and I have to figure this out. What if I'm struggling? And so when they know they have direct access to me and I say over and over again, I'm committed to these six weeks. So if you're committed, we're going to build your business with balayage. And so when they know they have me there in this group coaching aspect, it really helps just add so much more value to the program. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So, so great. So do you mind if we kind of shift gears and talk about kind of like the technical behind the scenes of yeah. like your course, how you're launching yeah. it and different things like that? Is that cool if we yeah. do that? Let's do it. Yeah. So your course is 497, right? Yes. And you have a payment plan. I remember seeing yes. like three a, pay. Pay, a three pay, three pay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, so when, so I guess the, the biggest thing that we talk about is that the pre-launch is way bigger than the launch itself. Like all the hard work really comes building up to that point. So how yes. do you kind of approach the pre-launch? I, I, you'd have to go super in, in detail if you don't want to, but like whatever you feel like is important. Yeah, to I'll, share, I'll share it all. <laughs> awesome. Um, pre-launch. Well, first of all, when you're not launching is the most important because that's when you're building your email list. That's when you're providing value and people can start to that classic uh, no, like, and trust you. Right. Yeah. And so, um, the pre-launch, I usually start about a month in advance and I, I am always doing my weekly lives and showing up on Instagram, but it just gets more course specific at this point. I really start talking about, um, Um, topics that are going to be a natural no-brainer choice to join my program. Start warming them up for talking about the pain points more that BBA BBA will solve, things like that. So I show up, I do a Facebook Live every week. I'm emailing my um, list weekly, directing them to that Facebook Live. I then take um, that topic and I'm all about repurposing my content because I I I just have a VA now. I did hire her this year, but up until now, I've been a one-woman show. So um, that's my my first piece of content. And then I take that concept and I interject that into my Instagram post, Instagram reels. I hit reels real hard this year, big time to grow my audience even more, and then um, really connect with people um, in the Instagram stories. So that's, those are Facebook group, Instagram stories, email list. That's what I really focus on in my pre-launch. Awesome. And do you do, is it just straight to an order form for them to sign up? Like once the car opens, do you have like a video series or anything else like that? 
I do webinars. You do webinars. Okay. Yes. And I love them. I love them. And I know not everyone does. (laughs) See, I personally, I think webinars are great too, because it's all about, it's all about persuading people and letting them know here's the opportunity that's available Mm -hmm. and you can do it too. Like, so Mm -hmm. if this aligns with you, let's move forward. And it's just a Mm -hmm. great, it's just a great way to kind of persuade people. So here's my question for you. And it's more out of my curiosity too, because Maggie and I, we, we ran some webinars, but we felt like it was kind of hard because they felt like they were, if we didn't word it just right, they're expecting us to do like hands-on, like show me how to make these volume mm. fans and things like yes. that. So if someone's teaching a technique-based course and mm. they wanted to do a webinar, like, can you kind of give us a little insight of how you would approach that? Yeah, that was definitely a concern for mine when I first did my first webinars back in January um, is creating the right webinar that would convert over into them joining my program and not thinking they were going to get hands on. So I really thought long and hard about that. And what I did was my webinars and they convert very, very well. I taught, I teach them how to grow a balayage business. So I teach them my exact strategy to how, how to grow a balayage business. And I just think that when I talk about the pain points about business and growth and the business side of it, and then I also tease to them, I'm going to teach you the two techniques you need to know. Mm -hmm. I'm not teaching how, so I'm never marketing it as how to do the techniques or anything like that. It's all about learning my strategies for growing this business because that's what my course does as well. And then in the webinar itself, I really teach them more about the possibility. I give them quick wins. So if someone doesn't sign up for my program after taking the webinar, I feel so good because I know I did teach them something in that webinar that I'm not just doing a big old sales pitch the whole time. So, So but go ahead. Continue, continue. No, I was just going to say, like, I just, I haven't, I didn't have to think a lot about that, but I just knew if I can talk about how you're growing your business, because like you said earlier, it's about they're learning balayage so that they can grow their business. And that's one of the biggest pain points. So it was a really simple decision for me. So how long is your, your webinar normally? So it, I, I promote it as 60 minutes. So it's 60 minutes of teaching. I really, when I get to about the 40, 45 minute mark, that's when I switch over into um, the sales, the sales pitch. And, um, and I, and it, I really segue into that nicely and I get people to engage with me during it. And then at that 60 minute mark, that's when Q and A starts. And that will last sometimes up to 30 minutes. So they know throughout the whole time, Q and A's at the end. So stick around so they can hear the whole thing. I love it. Are you, are you doing like slides with it too? Or is it just your face? Yeah. yeah. Slides and my face. My first one that I did back in January, my first set of them, I didn't, I showed my face at the beginning at the end. Cause I was so dang nervous. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I can't go through these slides and be on camera, but mm-hmm. this time I knew that it's very important for them to see my face. And, um, so I kept myself on camera the whole time and my webinars did really well this time. That's awesome. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. like having that personal connection of seeing your face is, is crucial. Yes. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. Um, so you do a webinar. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just feel like the, the idea of like a webinar or anything else like that is like so foreign to people in the beauty industry, mm-hmm. unless they've, they've, you know, tapped into the online marketing space or these different things. And so I guess, do you feel like your course would sell if there wasn't a webinar, if you're sending them straight to a sales page? Um, no, 
<laughs> no, no, Straight I don't. Up. I love it. I no, love it. I don't. And I, agree I with think you. that when they, I know that because I truly care and I'm authentic and I listen and I understand my audience, I know that if they can be in a masterclass for me for 60 minutes, um, they're going to see that I'm here for them and that they can trust me. And it's a no brainer to join my program. And if they sign up for my masterclass, they have a need for that solution that I offer. And it's not like this hard sell or anything like that. But if they just go to my sales page, I mean, we're, we're in the beauty industry and I definitely will be updating my sales page to have video of myself talking mm-hmm. and, and of other, of, of little videos of like sneak peeks and things like that. That's going to be the next wave of it. But, um, webinars I think are the way to go for sure. Yeah. So, uh, I like how you're, you're kind of talking about how you're constantly always iterating, you're refining. Um, mm-hmm. I would love for you to kind of speak to kind of taking imperfect action. I feel like that's a big thing is yes. especially the beauty industry. Like, I feel like they're so worried about like their course looking perfect and beautiful because it's the beauty industry. Right. And so like, can you kind of talk to you just taking that leap of faith and just working on it and understanding it's not going to be perfect out of the gate? Yes. So coming from an extreme perfectionist, yes, I can (laughs) talk to that. Um, I'll say this. I should have launched my course in um, September of 2020, but I was trying to be perfect. And I didn't. And um, I actually think I probably even had a date in the spring of 2020, if I'm honest with myself. I think I was going to do in the spring of 2020. I pushed it back to September of 2020. And I was so hung up on making my videos absolutely perfect, making everything perfect about it that I couldn't get. I had the entire course laid out, had the entire thing. I even had almost my entire slide decks made for my course as well. I just didn't have the videos and package it all together yet. And then when all of the shutdowns happened, I was like, all right, I got sick of myself. I got sick of my perfectionism. I'm like, now is the time. I opened it all back up again. And I said, you have all of this sitting right here in front of you and you're not touching it because you want it to be perfect. Who is that serving? Who is that helping? No, buddy. So I made myself do it and I gave myself a date of January. And let me tell you, I was working down to the last minute. And let me be honest, because I told you I was going to be honest this whole time. I launched my whole course and I recorded each of my modules each week before it got released. I love it. I love I it. Did. I did I not it. have it all ready to go. Um, and I'm so glad that I didn't because not that I changed a lot, but I knew what was working and I leaned into that more. So I released module one and then I had to get to work. I had, remember I had all my slide decks, the content, I had the, all the, the core there, but I just had to get these videos done and edited, which feels very overwhelming to a beauty person. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and it was great. So now I feel wonderful that with this launch, everything's done. <laughs> and I'm just focusing on serving them as the program begins. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I can relate to that so much. And that's something that I, I kind of recommend too, is just like do a pre-order for your course, even if you haven't created yet, yeah. see if people actually want it and then yeah, break it down week by week and just get feedback and see like, okay, yes. does this make sense? What do we need to touch on next? Or where are you confused? And then you're building the course with them and making sure that they're getting amazing results, get mm-hmm. some testimonials. So the next time you launch it, it's just, 
even that much better. Exactly what I did. And I did do a founding members launch. So I did have founding members into it that purchased into the program and it wasn't even officially made yet. So yeah, it's like, it it gives you the little like, all right, I got to do this. People paid and (laughs) here we go. And and I was honest. Like I, I always am very transparent. I don't ever, you know, there's no smoke and mirrors here with me and my business, but they knew this is brand new. I'm going to launch this. If you're on board, here's some early birds bonuses and things for you. If you're all in with me and remember I had them in this Facebook group for a good three years before. So they were already trusting me. So they were all in and they knew what I was doing. It's not like I was being sneaky. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you feel when someone tells you they're like, I want to do this online course, but like, I hate, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to be different things like that. Like, how do you overcome that in your own mind? I don't, I never worry about being salesy. I, I, I more think about who needs my help. That's the only, and if it ever creeps into me, I don't, I just don't think like that, even just as a hairstylist and selling retail to clients or upselling a service to them. I've just never been like that. I think about how will this help them? And you just have to get uncomfortable with like a no or not right now. Like Mm -hmm. it's not the end of the world. Focus on those people who are saying yes and that want your services. So um, you're salesy if you just throw up a sales page and say, buy now, right? Like we were talking about, but you're not salesy if if you provide a lot of value and show them the possibility and then are there truly and, and authentically to help them. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. So I would love to hear, so you're wrapping up your launch now, like where do you see you taking this online business? Well, before you answer that, I need to ask, are you still taking clients? Are you Mm -hmm. done with clients? Where are you at? I am. I am still taking clients three days a week. Um, I own a rental salon and um, I always want to do hair at least one day a week behind the chair. So I think that that for me, it's important to stay in it. And I love it. It's, it's my creativity. Like I've been launching for 10 days now and I have not done hair for probably two weeks now. I can't wait to get back into the salon on Wednesday and just, and get into it again. Um, but yeah, so I do, I do hair still. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. So where, yeah. Like, where do you see this online business going? Like where, where do you see the future even specifically for the beauty industry and not just your own course? Well, first I'll speak to the beauty beauty industry and then I'll share what my goals are. So for the beauty industry, I believe this, this is where my instincts coming in. I believe that there is going to be, it's going to be very beneficial for educators to have a hybrid approach. I really believe so. I believe having um, a hands-on portion to your business and then also um, online and you can really marry those together. So you could have just online programs and then you could also have very high end um, programs where your students can take an, a, an in-person class with you, but they get, you know, a month of your online course first, because I don't know about what with lashes, but with balayage, there's a strong learning curve. So when they come in for a hands-on class, they've never painted before, they're going to walk away very frustrated in that day. But if they could take my, my initial trainings and start practicing those basics, we can really like do some good work on an, on a, um, 
in an in-person class. So I'm toying around with those ideas going forward, but definitely whether it's hybrid or not, I mean, online education is just beginning. Yeah. It's just beginning. I think of it like, remember back when um, blogs started, I remember Mm -hmm. back when blogs started, I'm like, I want to start a blog. Well, everyone's doing it. So I'm not going to start a blog. Well, those people who truly did look where they are now. Now, even though blogs aren't a thing anymore, right. Or not as, not as much Mm -hmm. Um, anything like that. Or I think that about online education, like start it now. Even if you feel like everybody's doing it, guess what? Everybody might start it, but not everyone sticks with it. Good point. That's a great point. And with blogging, with podcasting, with online courses, with becoming an educator, whatever it is, so many people start. It's the people that are most consistent, that are the most successful and that are going to keep growing that business. Absolutely. And the thought I had too, is just like the people that have courses now, like they, they don't, they can't serve everyone and not everyone's going to relate or align with them or resonate. And so like, we need your voice. Like people are going to resonate with you specifically and everyone's in a different part of the journey. And so where this person might be serving someone who's more advanced where you can help out the beginners or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's a whole breadth of, yeah, I agree with you. I think online online education is kind of the future. And I like the hybrid approach too. Absolutely. Cause you can still go deep, like you're saying and make sure that they're walking away. Because there are those people who want that, want to be right next to you. And if that's where my future is going to go, then they can do that. That's going to be a high ticket offer. You're getting me and my online trainings. Like, so there's a lot of potential for a lot of different avenues with one online course. I love it. So uh, I don't want to keep you too long, but I have one final question that I feel like people could really get some good value out of if you could give them some tips on you talked about how how often you show up live mm-hmm. on Facebook. Do you do Instagram lives too? I'm assuming not lives as much, but mm-hmm. I how, show up on Instagram stories. How, what would you say to the people that are they're hesitant, they're feeling scared, they don't know what to say, they all these things? Because I feel like that's a really powerful way to connect. It is very powerful way to connect. That's entirely how I've built my business as an educator is lives, Facebook lives, or even just Instagram stories as well. Um, it is scary at first because you feel like you're talking to nobody. Um, and sometimes you are in the beginning. And I was too. I'd get on live and there'd be one person maybe, and then they would log off and log back on. But you got to keep going. My, my advice is this. If that's the route you want to go, which I highly recommend, whether it be Instagram or Facebook live, whatever it is, you need to do it. You need to commit and just come up with the plan. I always have all of my lives. There's a specific thing I'm going to talk about. My three tips for X, Y, Z and have bullet points show up, start out with your hook and don't just say, hi, everybody. And chit chat in the beginning, start out with the hook, get to the three tips. Even if nobody's on there live, sign off and you did it because more people watch the replay than anything. And if you start showing up live every single week consistently, now your followers are going to take you more seriously. They're going to be like, oh, she's serious. She's got something to say. And that, that alone gives you credibility. And then from there, you're slowly going to start seeing these people show up left and right week after week. And now you start building an audience. You have to start somewhere. And if you try it once, twice, three times, and you're like, it doesn't work and quit. Remember the most successful people, they're not the best at what they do. They're the most consistent at what they do. And you have to be consistent 
Most people quit when they feel like it's not working out and no one's listening. But if you keep going, I promise you it'll pay off. And I know this from my own experience because there's been so many times where I thought, oh, nobody's listening on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, but I just got to put that aside and just show up and see what happens because what's there to lose? There's actually a lot, a lot of new potential business to lose, um, but nothing, you're not going to lose anything in that moment. That's, a, I love that so much. And I love just, it's not the best person. It's the one who's the most consistent and mm-hmm. persistent like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's like music to my ears. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm on the verge of tears right here right now. Just like nerd tears. I'm like, yes, Abby. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's so great. Well, Abby, I've really appreciated talking with you. Like, is there any final tips, advice, or anything else that you'd love to give to our listeners before you jump off? Yeah. I just think that if you have that little voice, like I did in the back of your head telling you, I feel like I could do this. I feel like it could help people. I feel like I would love to do this. I feel like I have a little something that could teach another professional in my industry that could help them. Then I think you should give yourself the chance to look into that. I think you should explore that. I think you should put it down on paper, allow yourself to really think about those possibilities and you should go for it. You don't hold yourself back. There's nothing worse than looking back and being, seeing all these people doing this idea that you had and being like, I had that idea. I was thinking about, there's nothing worse than saying I was thinking about doing that. And seeing other people have success. So just do it for yourself. What's the worst that's going to happen? Really? Mm. There's nothing bad that's going to happen. You're going to regret not trying than than doing it and failing. And you're not going to fail because you're going to be consistent and you're going to keep showing up. And you might have a loss, but if you keep showing up consistently, your business will grow. You'll learn more. I'll tell you what, after just these two launches that I've had, I've learned so much. I am more excited now for the next year than I was when I first wanted to start all of this because I've learned so much along the way. And I can't even imagine what I'm going to be learning next year and the year after that and the year after I, that. I love that. That's a, that's amazing. You know, amen. Amen to that. <laughs> Thanks. So how can people connect with you, Abby? What's the best way? The best way is on Instagram at Abby W. Balayage. And you can DM me if you have any questions, if you want to reach out about getting into this crazy course creation world. And I will, am here to support you. I love it. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, guys, make sure you connect with Abby. She's awesome. And I've loved this conversation. Me too. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Abby. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Beauty Brand Launchpad podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, feel free to take a screenshot and share and tag me in your Instagram stories. And make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Every like, review, and share helps spread the Beauty Brand Launchpad message and is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much, and I'll see you on the next episode.